Hi, I'm Ramon. And I'm Jack. Uh, today, we will be talking about a very broad subject, science. Or more specifically, the institution of science. Well, the institution of science has been around for a very long time and has impacted everyone's lives. It definitely covers a lot of stuff, too. It really does. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with medical science. It's had its ups and downs, of course, but we've made some really useful breakthrough medicines, like penicillin, saline, and antibiotics. We've been discovered certain... We've even discovered certain drugs that can heal mental diseases, like PTSD, as a part of the as a part of a study of MDMA, a psychedelic drug, also known as Molly or ecstasy. Caplash was on an inner journey to try to ease his symptoms of post traumatic stress disorder. Um, new ways to help people with PTSD, depression, and anxiety, and other mental disorders are desperately needed. The link is down below. We've really created some really helpful stuff. Yeah, like ibuprofen. I had a headache earlier, and I just I took some I took some Advil, and ten minutes later it was gone. Yeah, but the institution has also created. Weapons like tear gas, the hydrogen bomb, and gunpowder, which is why there are certain laws prohibiting the use of some of these in, in warfare, like the Geneva Gas Protocol, which bans the use of asphyxiating, poisonous, or other gases, and of bacteriological methods of warfare. There's also the meteorological aspect to science, but that the institution of science, whether it would be unpredictable and climate change would be even worse. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I used to think it was fake until I stepped outside. I saw some dude cooking an egg on his black car in the middle of winter. Yep, and it's only getting progressively worse. But thanks to science, we have a way to fix it. Although, we're still working on it now, but it should help slow climate change. But there's also more problems with the world, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like obesity, that's one of them. Yeah, that's true. Especially in America. But isn't that due to fast food, though? Well, yes and no, but thanks to science, we might have an answer for it. Ah, yes, because of the experiment. Wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. Anyways, next question. How is it not helpful? Okay, so it's not helpful because some of it does get really expensive. Ah, yes. Because of it because of the experiment, the materials for it and for the scientists. They got to get paid. Yes, and not only that, but you also have to have the test subjects. Sometimes scientists often end up losing a lot of themselves and their work and their humanity by experimenting on animals and sometimes humans, which is really cruel. True, like every science-based movie I've ever seen.
What are you talking about? Yeah, like, the scientists are experimenting on people. They start to lose their humanity. They kind of become, like, evil, you know? Well, yeah. Well, isn't there an act for that sort of thing? Actually, there is. It's called the Animal Welfare Act of 1966. And it sets standards of treatment of animals in recent research experiments. It requires all research facilities to register with the USDA and allows officials to conduct unannounced facility inspections. Kind of like a surprise health inspection, basically. Um, The Health Research Extension Act, for example, of 1985 requires that all research facilities using animals establish institutional animal care and use committees, which is basically a, a committee that makes sure that the animals being treated with um, certain medicines or something, like in testing, are treated well. Um, they're required to evaluate facilities twice a year um, on the institution's activities involving animals. The uh, Institutional Animal Care and Use Committee's uh, activities report to the NIH Office of Laboratory Animal Welfare annually. Yeah, but what about the humans? I was just getting to that. Anyways, that act's name is the National Research Act of 1974. That also set up the National Commission for Project for the Protection of Human Subjects of Biomedical and Behavioral Research, which produced the Belmont Report, or or the Report on Ethical Principles and Guidelines for the Protection of Human Subjects of Research in 1979. This report was a great moral framework for the regulation of research involving human and animal subjects. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Wow. I didn't know it was made in, like, 1974, though. Yeah, that's because around that time, science was getting really big and really... Well, sciencey, and we were really starting to make some advancements. So, with all of these advancements, um, as said, in science to help out the world, I mean, I don't really get why we haven't seen a whole lot of results from other areas. Well, it takes time, and also there have been advancements in them, but we also have scientists that have worked to have to like work on like other things like the little stuff you know well i mean yeah that makes sense but why not do the big stuff first and then work on the little things later well they do work on the big stuff but a lot of the little stuff needs work too so think about this if you had a chair like with a like crappy base but like a really like a really good um like a really good look um but like it couldn't really hold that much weight over a chair that doesn't look as good but it still has a really good base can hold a lot of weight you know like which one would you want i'd probably pick the one with a good base and doesn't look good exactly it's like the same thing um like that they're doing like um they're working on all the little things because it goes into a lot of the big things like um because without it, a lot of it would crumble, you know? Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. Anyways, that's it for now, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the show.
Thank you, and see you next time.